For me, I feel like we're all born with confidence, which like we all have it, but it's it's more like sometimes we experience relationship, friendship, or setting in our life that altered our self-love yeah. and just we can like make us less confident and we just gotta jump back in and like, you know, it's always like a journey and a process. Hello and welcome back to BMG Talk. In this episode, we have the privilege of having a conversation with Karen Amorial, who works in politics and has lived all over the world in Paris, London, New York, and now Tel Aviv. We have a conversation about confidence, the importance of social media, making sure you consume media that uplifts you, and so much more. Hi. Who was your celebrity crush growing up? Oh my God, Justin Bieber, for sure. And he's <laughs> Like, honestly, Fun. I would like sell my soul to like go to his concert. Actually, I did like last year. Um, he was like doing a concert in New York and I like really waited on my computer the day of the concert for like hours to get tickets. And I did, which was amazing. And you did. Yay. I watched <laughs> videos of him dancing at Coachella and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I finally get it. Maybe. I, I know. Right? Yeah. Like, like also like he was dancing like in the crowd, which was like surreal. A humble human being. What's your favorite book? Oh, that's a tough choice. Um, I'm a very big reader of like autobiographic book. Um, so I loved Becoming by Michelle Obama. Nice. It's like a good one. Um, Discovery, like milestone book for me. Amazing. And tell us about an embarrassing moment that happened to you recently or in life. What comes okay. to mind? So um, one time I was out for dinner with some friends and I don't know, like the waiter was really hot, and very good looking. <laughs> um, so my friends told me like, you should leave your number on the napkin, blah, blah. You know, the kind of stuff that you see on movies. And I was like, you know what? Okay, like boost of confidence. I was like, I'm going to do it. I left my number on the napkin. We left the restaurant. And about like an hour later, he texted me and I was like, oh my God, like, okay, this is amazing. And he texted me and he was like, uh, by the way, I forgot to charge you guys for the wine, like the bottle of wine. Like he texted me only for this. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, um, Honestly, I mean, it's his fault. He forgot to charge you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm not coming back for that. Yeah, for that. <laughs> so you didn't go back. I didn't. No. Good, no. Um, but that was fun. Yeah. Very fun. He has to pay for embarrassing you. So I like. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So nice. That is. That's rough. <laughs> but to be honest, I have so many embarrassing moments. Oh uh, yeah, but you know what? It just makes someone who they are. It's nice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We learn from our embarrassing moments. Yeah, I love that. So tell us about yourself. Where are you from? What, what, what um, it's, you so, it's so funny because I feel like whenever people ask me, like, where are you from? I just can't just say I'm French because obviously I'm French and I was born in Paris and I grew up in Paris until I was like 17. Yeah. Um, but then I moved to London for college. Uh, so I was in London for three years. Um, and then I moved to New York for my master's degree and I stayed in New York for about three and a half years um and more recently I moved to Tel Aviv so it's very hard when people ask me like where are you from I'm like from Paris but I lived in London New York and now here yeah and I just feel like all those experiences like define me and like shaped 
the person that I am today. So I mm. have to say it. Um, but yeah, so I, I lived in London. I studied journalism at first. Uh, but then I, it's funny, like when I first moved to London, I was like obsessed with fashion. And I was like, I'm going to be the next Anna Wintour. I want to work for Vogue. I actually interned for Vogue and whatever. You did? And I did. I did. Oh, I did. Amazing. Yeah, it was very intense. Very, very intense. And it really made me aware that it was not the industry that I wanted to work in. Um, and also, like, I I very quickly, like, took some elective modules that was, like, international relation and, like, foreign affairs. And I just became obsessed with, like, politics and all that. Kind what of a stuff. switch. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? And I mean, honestly, now that I've been working in, like, that field, it's not so different from, like, the fashion industry. It's as corrupt and as crazy and yeah. Um, but so then I studied uh, political science as a master's degree. Okay. And yeah, now I've been working, when I was in New York, I worked for like political campaigns as like a PR and like press assistant, which was so fun. Um, and now I work as like a campaign strategist for a nonprofit basically a political organization in um, so the organization is based in the u.s um okay. i worked for them for like a year when i was in new york um and now i work for them remotely so it's been nice it's a bit weird sometimes like i miss having like a nine to five like in an office space like you know, kind of like routine uh but at the same time i'm like so flexible that it's like it's so nice. Like I can do coffee mornings. It's a bit like Sharon, honestly. Me yeah. and Sharon like the same. Like you can be at the beach before our meetings. Like. Exactly. I know. It's it's honestly a blessing. But it, it's for someone like me. I'm very um, I'm a control freak sometimes. So I like when things are very like organized when it comes to my work. So mm -hmm. it's it's very challenging to be remote and also like working. Mm -hmm. So, but. So yeah, I like challenges. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can learn to know that you can't be in control of everything all the time. It's a good exactly. life. Yeah. yeah. And what about politics do you like? Why, why do you like working? Um, it's honestly, it's funny because I didn't grow up in a very like political household. Like my parents, they only like voted and that's it. They were never like involved in any sort of like, like politics in France. Um, but yeah, it just happened. Like when I first moved to London, I started this elective course of like international relations. And I guess what really shaped my desire to be in that field was my Judaism at first. Yeah. Um, I was always like a very strong, like Zionist. And I always wanted to like combat anti-Semitism. Even when I was in London on my like campuses, I was like, part of like my like a Jewish society mm -hmm. um, and I always wanted to like inform people on what Israel is what anti-semitism is and what is not like all that stuff um so I even like my thesis in New York I wrote it on like the Middle East I was always like very very passionate about this side of politics okay. and not more like I guess like the like domestic politics doesn't mm -hmm. really as much as like international affairs um which is funny because when I was in the U.S. I actually worked on a governor campaign 
in New Jersey and like I'm not even American and I was like doing They're like what's this girl the, doing here I know like literally I was doing all the like press and com and marketing and everyone was like the governor was like I hope like you're voting for me I was like I cannot vote for you because I um but it was it was interesting because there were so many like issues that people vote for when it's like domestic and local politics mm-hmm. uh, that I had like no idea about so it was very very interesting and very knowledgeable um but I guess my my main focus and even like in my day-to-day work is um yeah is like informing people on the topics that matters to me okay and those are like obviously like fighting anti-semitism informing people on Middle Eastern politics and international relation between all the countries in the Middle East. Um, so yeah, it's been great so far. I love it. Um, it's funny because at some point I, it's like for now, I've been working in this field for like two years, so it's still a bit recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, I'm I'm like thinking of like the long term goal and like why not one time, like one day be part of like actually like be affiliated with like a political party mm-hmm. uh, it's very hard again for me because I come from France and I've lived in London and New York and they all have like different yeah um, sphere and political spectrum so it's like I haven't found my voice in that field yet mm-hmm. uh, but I start your own political party maybe maybe that's an idea too because you start your own. Exactly. I feel like the Karen party would be huge in the US. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, for now it's it's been great. I, I kind of like take it day by day, um, which has been very challenging for me because again, I used to want to have things lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Goal, but sometimes you can't. So sometimes you can't. I get it. I'm like, I like to know like exactly what is going to happen in a day like I write out my days and I know how everything's going to go and then like I'm I'm good with change but not like immediate change like if I like things but in my days if my plans change I'm like oh like what do I I know literally saying and I I would say that like moving to Tel Aviv was a huge like switch in this mindset because Tel Aviv is like chillest city in the world and so it, it's like you don't have a choice you have to be like flexible and you have to like just go with the flow here I remember the first week that I moved here I was like I wanted to like catch up with an old friend and so I was like oh let's do coffee like next Tuesday and she was like um what are you doing in an hour and I was like uh, I, I don't know like nothing and she was like let's do it in like 10 minutes you know and I was like that's a small city that you can just like bump into someone and like your day constantly like change all the time um yeah it's very nice and it's very for people like us it's very challenges but like in a in the best way possible exactly it sounds like the like good kind of change I would like you know for sure yeah yeah we can't always be stuck in our ways for yeah obviously and I mean like COVID really like taught us this for sure Tell us more about living in Tel Aviv. How is it? What's your day? It's amazing. Um, honestly, like I, so it's funny because I moved to London 
my move to London was like very planned and very clear. Like I wanted to move out of France mm-hmm. right after high school. Um, and then my move to Lo- to New York was also, also very planned. Like I was obsessed with New York from a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so those both, both cities were, I was certain I was going to live there. Okay. Um, and I'm sure I was going to love it for sure. Um, and when I was in New York, um, for some reason, I, I felt like I was going to spend the rest of my life in New York, like for real. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it. Um, but then life happened. My visa expired. My new visa, I don't know why, didn't work out. And like, I'm such a spiritual person. And like, I really, really trust the universe and like trust God that I was like, okay, if this is not working out, then just like go find your way somewhere else. And at the same time as my visa didn't work out, my parents were like, oh, we just got the keys of of our new apartment in Tel Aviv. So it's empty. And I was like, okay, why not? And then at the same time, my job, my company was like, oh, we could use someone in Israel for for some reason because they work with Israel on a day-to-day um, okay. basis. And I was like, okay, uh, let's let's move to Tel Aviv. And it was the whole Everything process. lined up so perfectly. Yeah, and the whole process was just so quick that I had zero, zero expectation. Mm-hmm. And it just made my move 10 times better because I just got here and I was just pleased with everything that I discovered, you know? Obviously, like, I've been to Tel Aviv like a million times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never experienced it not as like a tourist. Okay. So I was just pleased with everything, the lifestyle, the mindset of the people, everything. Everyone is just like so welcoming. Um, having the ocean is a blessing. The weather, obviously. And again, my my day-to-day is so different because I... I work U.S. hours, yes, but I also do my own hours because I work on like, I'm kind of like a consultant for my company now. Okay. So like I have like missions and so I can start my day at 9 a.m. if I work on a specific mission, you know, I'm like, okay, um, things. So it's great because like every day I, I got to do something different. I hop around different coffee shops and it's nice because I, I don't have an office here, but it's the best. And mm. um, yeah, I've been meeting so many new people all the time and it's been a blessing so far. It's been like seven months and wow, time flies. Time flies. Um, I mean, so much to hear. I know. Do you yourself staying there for a while now? Yeah, honestly, yeah. For now, I don't feel like I would belong somewhere else. It's also funny because I felt like I was very, very happy in New York, in my New York life. But once I moved here, I realized that I had a lot of anxiety in New York. And that's since I... Yeah, yeah. only imagine New York. And since I moved here, I feel way, like, calmer and more Mm -hmm. grounded. Um, So it's funny, like, sometimes you got to go somewhere else or you got to go outside of your comfort zone to realize that, you are happier somewhere else or you're happier with someone else you know it's like yeah yeah you gotta gotta test the waters a little everywhere take a leap of faith and just jump um how do you you feel like moving to all these different places and then I guess being because say when you moved to London did you know anyone in London has it been on your own like fully on fully on my own 
Um, and also like I was like I was quite young. I was like 17. Um, I mean, London is like close to Paris. So like I would go back home like often, mm. but still like it really shaped me in the best way possible. And it shaped my confidence drastically. That was um, yeah. I mean, I guess because also like in Paris, I was like in a Jewish high school and like in the same high school since I was like in the same school since I was like eight. So mm-hmm. you're with people that are so similar to you right. that when you're in this like setting, it's very easy to fall into the comparison mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, oh, like she has this and whatever. Like your your confidence isn't as as strong because you're always like comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. And when I first moved to London, I just landed in a melting pot of people that had nothing in common with me. And it was the best way because the best way to become more confident because you just realize your worth and you just realize how unique and special you are and how others have also their uniqueness. And it's just, yeah, for me, it was really like, if there was one, if there's one thing that I recommend to anyone that struggle with um self-love and confidence obviously is just like obviously I know that I I was privileged to like move abroad that mm-hmm. easily and like not everyone is like um can't afford to like move out, outside or like to a new country but just go out of your comfort zone it could be just like to mm-hmm. a different area of your own cities you know mm-hmm. but just like experience something different than your like usual setting and it's just going to make you realize that we're all different and we all have something um, special and unique to add to the world, as cheesy as it sounds. No, uh, I love yeah. cheesy. I'm like, everyone, people are always like, oh, no, this sounds so cheesy. I'm like, give it to me. I love cheesy. <laughs> that same. Um, yeah, for me, it was really like that. Also, it was always like that eagerness to mm-hmm. learn about other cultures, about someone's story, like learning about someone made me feel more confident I don't know if that makes sense but it, it's like wow like you have your own story and I have mine and like we're so different but at the same time we all have like yeah and learning about others like weaknesses it also made you make you like value your own and accept mm-hmm. your own weaknesses more easily um so yeah but again like confidence is a journey and it's very hard um some days you feel confident some days you feel your worth but other days you might not but you find your way to find a way back to yourself exactly but like it's it's funny enough because I feel like in this um in this generation a lot of people feel like you think that you're either confident or you're not Mm. um but for me I feel like we're all born with confidence which like we all have it Mm. um but it's it's more like sometimes we experience relationship, friendship, or setting in our life that altered our self love, yeah. and because we can like make us less confident, and we just gotta jump back in, and like you know, it's always like a journey and a process of like going back to that inner child because. Essentially, when you, when you think, I don't know if it's the same for you, but when I think back of like my eight-year-old self, I was 
wow like my I, confidence yeah like, eight-year-old alana did not give a shit like she did oh, not right? care about what i was like, wow like i could i could put off justin bieber i was so certain i was gonna date him <laughs> so certain <laughs> like, yeah you're gonna choose me yeah i know for real so yeah we just gotta go back to, go back our- to the inner child confidence i like that and what yeah. would you do what do you do on a day because like you said you know confidence isn't every day sometimes we feel good sometimes we don't what do you do on days where you maybe feel a lack of self-confidence how do you boost yours back up um writing i've been such a big big like sucker for writings in general um but writing and like expressing like embracing those feelings um and like writing down how i feel on those days like why do i feel this lack of confidence what did i what triggered that that like feeling mm-hmm. and then looking back on those um notes on a day that i feel better mm-hmm. is such a good tool because then you're like able then when you're experience similar feelings you're able to like jump back and be like okay but last time I realized that this and that like for me really like putting into writings everything is such a tool even in in the the work like uh world and like my professional life mm-hmm. um but other than this I would just say like take it easy and have a good cry like I'm a very sensitive person um and for a very long time I pursued my sensitivity as a weakness mm-hmm. um, and now I see it as a strength because it's it's a blessing like I'm able to feel some people are not even able to acknowledge their feelings and let it out and I'm able to do that so I really acknowledge this and I'm just like whenever I feel sad or not confident I just have a good cry I just eat whatever I want to eat um self-care moment I go on a walk um it's funny enough but for me like on those days I like to be alone for some mm-hmm. personal reason and I know that like other people like to be surrounded uh but for me it's like I just need to be grounded and like focus on myself and my inner self um but yeah it's it's a journey. I I just love it. <laughs> it's a beautiful journey. Yeah, I also think it's it's a respectable thing that like if you feel like your energy is off to not surround yourself with people that you might affect theirs in a negative way. So I think it's nice to I, I prefer to be alone sometimes when I'm like that. 100%, 100%. Because I'm like I don't want to bring other people down either and I know like I'm affected by people's energies so I don't want my 100%. energy for sure. And as selfish as it sounds like I always say to people that struggle with confidence to, to just surround yourself with people that feel confident and not insecure mm-hmm. it's it's very sad but, but you're already struggling and if you're surrounded with people that are insecure and ultimately most of the time when you feel insecure you have a need to put others down just to make it's them feel better it's a very unfortunate thing yeah i know yeah yeah. And like, I've done it before. Like, you know, sometimes you just feel so insecure that you're going to be like, oh, but no, but you also feel that like, you just yeah. want to be so bad. And like, you're like misery be- loves company type thing. Exactly. Um, so really like surrounding yourself with people that have the same mindset as you is just so important. Even in the, like, I've realized this like recently, especially in Tel Aviv. Um, and I think like, 
that's also why like me and Sharon are like such good friend now because we just see life the same way and it's so important to have like the same goal and to be surrounded with people that are not going to judge you and they're always going to support you um no matter what you want to do you know sometimes yeah. um, and just having people that feel good with themselves because when you feel good with yourself you want to share that good feeling with other people too and you want you're more likely to compliment people and all sure. that, like and make other people feel good honestly so, it's like relationship in general is a mirror thing like mm-hmm. if you feel good, yep. it's really good. It's, and it's the same with like like with a partner with a loving mm-hmm. it's like if you feel down the other is when you feel down and it's like yeah and then you're just so affected by each other too yeah so affected so affected by energies of others yeah can you tell us about a moment in any of your travels abroad where you felt like you really had to summon a form of confidence and like be like okay I need to I need to do this like I need to know I can do this remind myself who I am something some sort of experience like that yeah um I was within the professional life um it was funny because it was in London there was like this um tv show within the university it was like the journal of the university mm-hmm. um, and every like month they would like invite people in to like talk or like present the subject but on live tv and like my my university was quite big in london um and one time they asked me to come in and like not only like do like a short presentation but like be the actual like presentate like present I don't know how you say like on live tv yeah of the whole like tv show and like the tv show was like an hour 30 minute long and I was like I've I'm a social butterfly I love to I could talk to like plants but like I don't know for some reason talking about like very specific topic and like you know, like political topics, et cetera, back then was very hard for me because I didn't have enough knowledge. And that's part of it why I decided to pursue a master's degree in like political science, because I really felt like I needed to have a lot of like history facts and like knowledge to be able to like respond to like some allegation, you know, like be able to participate in a debate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that time um, they asked me to do it. Um, and I was like, no, like, there's no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Like never uh, they're like, no, but you're the perfect. Also like you're French and we want to have like diversity on the show, et cetera. And I was like, okay, I understand. But like, I'm not comfortable at all. Um, and they were like, you know what? Like, think about it. It's next month. You have time to prepare. Um, just give us, you know, like give us, um, your answer within a week. And I remember that week, it was my mom's birthday. So I went back to Paris and I told her about it. And she was like, this is a huge opportunity for people to like see you. And they're like, you don't know, maybe like someone from a B like broadcast network can come in and like see you live. Like it's a huge opportunity. Like don't turn it down. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, mom, you have such wise advice. So always listen it. to mama. Always listen to yeah. mama. I know. <laughs> And I really, really challenged myself um, to the point where I just, I was like practicing a lot. Obviously, I was practicing, practicing in front of my mirror. And at some point, I just realized that like, even if I mess up on the live, like it's part of life and it's part of like 
being authentic. Mm-hmm. And I just realized how like being authentic is just like people value that so much mm-hmm. uh, because they can just like relate to you. And I really, and even to that day, I try to bring my authenticity in every situation because I just want anyone to like relate to me and see that we're all in the same boat, no matter how many years of experience you have, no matter how rich you are, it doesn't matter. Like we all, all humans and we all struggle sometimes and we all mess up and I did mess up on the love um, but you were prepared to not, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're prepared to remind yourself like, that it's a human experience. It was a huge, huge experience. I was like shaking before it. Oh, uh, it went well. And following this, I was actually, I got my first like internship in broadcast TV or BBC. Okay. So Mama then, was right. Mama was right. Yeah. 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 Um, so you really, really always got to do it. It's just oh. like, Especially when things come your way. So in this setting, I did not ask for it. Mm-hmm. And so if it came my way, I have such a hard time not doing it because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, the universe put it in my path. So yeah. it, it just got immense. It was made for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's always like my mindset in every situation. And even like in dating life, sometimes like, you know, people like are like, I'm not dating anyone so, like right now. <laughs> Just for everyone to know on the podcast. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, like you don't want to go on dates, et cetera, but it just happens. And like, people are like, oh, like I got my friend visiting for the weekend. You should go. And if it's on the way, you got to do it. You just got yeah. to. It's on your walk home anyway. <laughs> and like for to answer your question also, like, that was like professionally, but like personally, I remember when I first moved to London, I was like traumatized of dating in general. Oh. Uh, also, I was like very young, but like yeah. the idea of just like going on a date with a stranger like terrified me back then. Like because of safety or just not safety, but I was just like, I guess I, I wasn't, again, I wasn't confident enough to just like talk mm-hmm. about myself for like an hour. um and now it's like it's my favorite thing to do because you just you just learn about someone's story and like Mm -hmm. what's the worst thing that can happen you know it's like worst worst case it doesn't work out and guys don't like each other they have boring conversation like there are bad things that can happen on dates like we can't negate that but just like conversation wise yeah yeah like worst case you just like sometimes I've been on on very very bad dates and I just end up like talking about myself and it's yeah. just like an hour-long monologue but yeah, when you realize you're like you know what honestly if this date's gonna be boring I'll make it fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like I actually I love this girl I follow this girl on Instagram Serena Kerrigan okay you know, she's like queen of confidence she's like yeah it's all like those reels about like how to build up your confidence etc and she always says like Go like whenever you don't want to go on a date or like do something, do it for the plot. Like your life is just yeah. a plot, you know. So you just gotta like do it movie. for your memoir. And <laughs> I love that idea. I really, yeah. And you never know. You never know what's gonna happen. No. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then so talking about um, what what was her name, Serena? Serena Kerrigan. She's okay. Um, 
I will look her up after. But so that that point and then like confidence on how do you feel like social media plays a role in building confidence or destroying it or helping people grow it? Yeah. It's crazy because social media really play a, like both. It really, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy because I feel like on, but again, it's such a subjective and personal thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it all depends of your mindset and what you want to make out of it and mm-hmm. take out of it. So let's say a day that you do not feel confident, social media is going to be your worst ally, mm-hmm. worst enemy, because you're just going to see everything negatively and it's going to impact you negatively uh but on days that you feel super confident anything is just going to be a boost of energy and a boost of of self-love and positivity and that's the beauty of it but i i see i see anything in life as you are in charge of everything so you're in charge of like making it positive like using social media to like invite you positively mm-hmm. um, but I would say like I I've done a cleanse in my following recently and I now I just only only follow like positive quotes you know like positive boost like all those like colorful like accounts yes. Because like I wake up in the morning and we all do the same you just go on social media and like mm-hmm seeing you know like a flower or like a nice quote is gonna dictate your day it really yeah. is gonna have versus like the, the negative news you could see or like you know all these new things you may, or like, I'm like maybe I'm gonna go and follow all like the news accounts I follow and mm-hmm. I'll just look up news when I want to because I find that's like the biggest form of negative energy I see on yeah, it yeah and it's it's also such a conflict um conflicted thing within my professional life because mm. I like I've worked for like news outlet in the past etc oh, and I, yeah and like I know how important um it is to like social media and politics because mm. like most people like get their news from social media etc but it, it's also so draining and like I feel like you go on TikTok or you go on Instagram to relax from your day you know yeah you, you, you just go on it to like be entertained, not be drained or not be depressed. Um, so yeah, recently I've I've done a cleanse for like my own mental health. And like it's been such a blessing because every account that I follow and it's just like positive energy. And I, I feel like you you need to be you need to be mindful of of who you follow and how impactful they're gonna be on, on yourself. Um, some people don't even feel impacted by by social media um but it really I wonder does. but because mm, I feel like it impacts us all I guess I can't speak for everyone but I just feel like that's people maybe lacking some self-awareness because no matter what anything you consume affects you so for sure yeah no that's very true um but I guess it's more like some people are, are not gonna fall maybe into they're that. not as sensitive to things yeah, or yeah. They're, they're not fall into like the the emotional like oh my god like this happened in the news like I I'm gonna be like me and I'm, I'm such I'm hypersensitive so yeah when I see something like happening in the middle of Ohio like it's gonna impact my my day like you know mm-hmm. um or also some people don't fall into the comparison narrative 
I, I've experienced the, you know, like following girls that have insane bodies and that have an amazing wardrobe. Sometimes it takes a toll on your mental health and you just want to take a break. Um, But yeah, it's all about balance. Um, And again, like on, I remember like in New York, there was like a time where I just felt like my confidence was like super, super low. And I just did a break of social media for like two weeks. I know it's not a lot, but it felt. I mean, it's a it's a lot. We like it felt. A we all spend like five hours a day on it. Like two weeks is a yeah. lot. Yeah, but I remember when I when I decided to like do this break. I told my friend I was like, I'm doing a six month break of social media, and she was like, You're not gonna last that long. But it's like you could do it. Maybe maybe like living. I don't know. Just for me, I'm like, but how how are people gonna know how to contact me? Like I'm like I have. Like everyone, all my friends have my numbers, but I'm like, but if I just disappear, then I'm like, but then I'm losing so many contacts. How am I supposed to network? Yeah, yeah no, for real. And also, like, I feel like I post like a lot on social media. Yeah. Like, to think so, like, if I do not post, like, people are gonna be like, so worried. where is she? Yeah, <laughs> I remember actually Sharon was one of the first. I I did like a a weekend break once, like last year, and Sharon had messaged me. She was like, hey, because I like archived my account like so you couldn't find it and, and she was like hey like are you okay what's going on oh and I had multiple people message me like being like are you okay and I'm like I'm just trying to cleanse I love that no but like sometimes you need it you really need it yeah um, and like I feel like if the app is still on your phone you're not going to do the break you really need to no. like you need to like get rid of it entirely yeah, yeah. but again like, to look back into like the power of like social media it's also such a powerful tool to just like connect with people that are either similar to you or also like so different to you, but you mm-hmm. can learn so much from others. Um, and I just, I just love that. I really like, yeah. yeah. Even my, my personal story with, I don't know if she told you, but with Sharon is just like the perfect example. Like we just connected over social media. It's a beautiful thing. So yeah, nice. her and I, same way. We met through social media also. So it's so nice. Like, it's such a... That's why I'm like, I never want to kick social media out of my life. But it's true. Like, the way you were saying, like, just watch what you consume and who you consume by it. After this talk, I'm like, I'm going to go through my following list. And really? Sure, yeah. yeah. And see who I follow and, like, what news accounts and stuff. Because I'm like... I'll send I you only, like, positive profiles that you can follow. Yeah. Follow positive energy only. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. This is such a good talk. Thank you so much for having me on. A big thank you to Karen for taking the time to speak to us and all of you for listening. Please make sure to subscribe to BMG Talk and follow us on Instagram at Friends Media Group. Until next time.